Morning, everybody. How you doing today? Um, today on the show, we're going to tackle Facebook's War Room. There's a great article in The Guardian um, that describes the concept. It's a little bit of a promo piece for Facebook, um, but it conveys some really valuable information. Essentially, Facebook has faced so much scrutiny around election interference that leading up to the U.S. midterms, they have established a war room on campus. So this is a dedicated room where they have a ton of staff who are working on the problem about illegal election interference. Now, that's a great thing, don't get me wrong. But the concept of a war room is well um, thought through, it's well um, proven, but it has some core weaknesses. And one of those weaknesses is actually time. A war room is great during an incident. We deal with this insecurity all the time, and this is why I wanted to talk to you guys about it on the show today. So in the event of a large enough incident, part of the incident response tends to be to get everybody together um, so that you can bounce ideas back and forth, you can coordinate things better as opposed to trying to use purely digital tools. Now there's some pros and there's some cons to that. One of the pros is that you get rapid collaboration because people are in the room. You form tighter bonds because you know, you're all having basically shared misery trying to deal with this situation. Um, the disadvantage is, is that you tend to then go around some um, core communications um, and process tools that you have in place. And that, in the long term, can really be a detriment. So you need to balance off that increased collaboration with the downside of, you know, maybe you forget somebody off a critical email because they're not physically in the war room. But the biggest thing that I see happening, and I see this time and time again with companies um, who are responding to incidents in companies who have set up war rooms like this, um, you know, you think Facebook, the uh, election midterms, they've had this war room up and running. This war room is going to be uh, going for at least one month, if not longer. Um, the biggest challenge ends up being fatigue and stress levels in staff. You can only be at high alert, um, on edge for so long before you start to go a little crazy. Um, and that's really the balance that companies need to strike is when you have an important and critical event, how long can you keep at a high level? Now there's no golden rule here, but one of the first things to drop off of people's task lists is essentially um, monitoring that stress level among the teams. Are the teams still being effective? Are they still being effective? efficient. Um, now in Facebook's case, let's just hope they have enough people to throw against the problem, but we know they don't. Um, Facebook has a platform of over 1.2 billion people on it. Um, there's going to be a ton of bad content. That's just the reality. Humans can do some pretty crappy things sometimes. And when there's something like the national interest at stake, there's too many um, parties with money, with time, that this is going to be constant. So Facebook's war room is a noble idea. I'm very curious to see how effective it is, um, not just stopping um, the actual um, impact, but how effective it is from a um, productivity perspective. Are these team members who are in, you know, on this high alert war room, are they going to be effective for the duration? How are they subbing those out? Now, for those of you at home who are unfortunately in an incident scenario or have been through one recently or know that one is coming at some point and are preparing for it, a war room is a trade-off and you need to be aware of those trade-offs. Now, for me, if the incident is big enough and starts to roll and you see that it's going to be significant, a war room's not a bad idea. The challenges are all your employees physically close enough to actually do a war room. Now, if you're a company that doesn't allow remote work, probably they are. Um, if you're a company that uh, is remotely um, diverse, that's a big challenge because how do you do a digital war room? Well, that's a much better solution in my opinion. Digital war room is setting up like a dedicated Slack channel or whatever your internal communication tool is or an external private one that you've secured that you use just for these um, scenarios because the challenge is, is you can't build 
critical infrastructure for incident response on top of infrastructure that could be attacked, or at least you shouldn't rely on that solely. Um, and that's really another advantage of the war room is that, you know, physically, very rarely is your building going to be attacked so that you have a place to go and communicate. Whereas in a digital world, if you're using a core tool that you're hosting, maybe that tool goes down and you can't respond to the incident because of that. We see that with email all the time. So if you're trying to run a digital one, which I'm a big fan of, you want to make sure that that service is not part of your core infrastructure or that it's properly segmented off, or that you have some way of, you know, having a backup or calling them in physically at some point. But the reason why I like a digital war room is because it's an ability to do asynchronous communication. That's absolutely critical because in the moment when things are really happening, um, you can normally pull up, you know, in Slack, you can just hit the video call and, you know, for paid accounts, you can start chatting to each other, which is great. You get that real-time collaboration, uh, but you have a record of it sitting in the account, which is absolutely critical. But the reason why asynchronous is important, especially with the war room, is that these things tend to go through the night, right? And they go for a couple nights and you have people who are coming on and off shift. How do they come up to speed quickly? Normally in a physical war room, you're looking at a wall and you go, okay, I see everything on the wall and I'm good, I'm back up to speed. In a digital war room, you need the exact same concept. So there's no right way, there's no wrong way, but I think it's absolutely critical to understand that human fatigue, um, lack of communication, easy mistakes are going to happen the longer you're on alert. It's just a factor of stress. Um, and you need to be really aware of that whether you're doing a physical war room or a digital war room. How do you handle incident response at massive scale? Um, you know, when things really hit the fan, I'm not talking about just the normal incident response. If you had a malware outbreak, you wouldn't necessarily fire up a war room unless that malware outbreak was threatening the entire company, things like WannaCry, not Petya, that kind of thing. Um, how do you handle the situations like this? Let me know uh, online at MarkNCA for those of you on the vlogs in the comments down below. And as always by email, me at MarkN.ca. I hope you are set up for a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I will talk to you online today and throughout the weekend and on the show next week.